When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Atete out. Boo. Zimba in. Ooh. Brain again. And he's got it. Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored. Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello, welcome to the Club Podcast of the Year. It's all cobblers to me. I'm Charles Cobbins and coming up, the cobblers can't find their shooting boots. The women march on in the League Cup and we're talking transfers. With me to chat all things Northampton Town are Danny Brothers, Chesie Coleman and Neil, the pain in my backside, Edgerton Scott. How are you guys? Are you all well? So welcomes that. Yeah, well, a bit harsh. Why do I get you, singled out? Well, you get singled out, Neil, for changing the running order and my script so that while I'm talking, <laughs> you're trying to get me to say rude things <laughs> instead oh, yeah, yeah, of what hey. I've written originally Just while I'm myself. speaking. You were very professional. You didn't trip up. I was very good, wasn't I? I, I am not an anchorman. No. Well, not Ron no. Burgundy. <laughs> Something that rhymes with it. Ah, oh, that's harsh. Boom. Payback. But acceptable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, acceptable. Yeah, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. I'll accept Nikki, it. Nicky Butt. Nicky Butt. Acceptable. Nicky but. <laughs> Let's get him in. That's how you describe Nicky Butt as a player, isn't it? Acceptable. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> get him in there. Get, get him, him in there. Get him in. Uh, Chessie, how are you, mate? You okay? I'm good, thank you. Yep, very good. 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 Uh, Danny, yes. how, about, how about your kind self? Got some feedback for you, by the way, Danny. Oh, Ooh. no. Ooh. Is it Sunderland again? Uh, no, it's not. It's not Sunderland okay. again, I'm afraid. Is it positive or negative? Because I want to start out the pod. Oh, good. Okay. It's a positive piece of feedback. What's it, what's it about? Well, you wrote a very, 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 very funny um, blog article about what won't happen in 2022 on Uh our website didn't you cobblesme.com if you've not read it yet um first of all i thoroughly enjoyed it good Uh, i believe that neil enjoyed the paragraph that he read (laughs) Uh, you know me and my attention span (laughs) i'll be honest danny the bit i read was great i was honored that you even opened it neil to be fair (laughs) you told me to (laughs) um but no the actual um nice bit of feedback actually comes from um a couple of listeners oh yeah and readers and readers yes yeah listeners to the pod readers of danny's blog um yes uh there was this one from martha oh danny's the best person (laughs) ever in the (laughs) hang on a minute uh uh, no seriously uh there were a couple um that were saying that it was very very good including my dad who thoroughly enjoyed it he particularly enjoyed the bit about sven so i won't i won't say any more than that in case people haven't read it anybody that's not related to any one of us uh, <laughs> my mum enjoyed it, Danny. <laughs> no, we did. We had a couple of people contact and say it was very, very good. So when I sent out the newsletter, which we I send out every month, just sort of saying what we've been up to, uh, I had a couple of people reply to say that they really enjoyed it. That's very good. Um, so there you go. I got their names it. or yeah. Uh, one <laughs> well, of them was... At the moment, this is just sound like you saying well done today. <laughs> well, I am saying well done, Stanny. But no, there were a couple of names. Uh, Roger. Roger said well done. Was that uh, rabbit? I'm, par- 
Roger Rabbit, yeah, that's, that's correct. <laughs> Novak, uh, he had some time to read it, apparently. Novichok? Uh, <laughs> no. Um, Simon Gardner was one of them. Oh, hey, there we go. Um, Thank you, Simon. There you go. And um, I can't, I can't find the other one. But yeah, it was, um, it was Roger. I can't remember who is which surname. Who's what his surname was? Sorry, uh, Bannister. Maybe <laughs> Roger Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Um, so that. well done. If you've not read it, go to cobblers to and um, have a have a wee look at the the blog. So thank you for doing that. It Danny. is good. It is very good. It is very good. Um, Shall we go to something that was not so good? Yeah. And that is... <laughs> ready. ready, look. Let Chessie off. Let Chessie go. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, all I'm going to say is Northampton Town nil, Crawley Town 1. Chessie, go. Okay, so I've thought long and hard over the weekend as to how I should approach this and whether to Sorry, carry be on. really... You've got to be so careful, I think, personally, because of where we are at this point. Don't be careful. Just let no, it No, no, no. This, Yeah. So having considered that, I do actually feel that it needs calling out, so I'm going to do it. Right? I was really, really, really unhappy yesterday, having driven 350 miles for that, for a start, which is not their fault. But that's another question. I was more irritated watching that yesterday than being slaughtered 5-2 away. Now, I don't often call out the management team for their decisions, and I tend to really lay it on the players because they're the people that go out on the pitch and do the job. But I'm sorry to say that that had to fall with the management team yesterday. The way that they set up in a really passive and a really negative way, when you bring in on a Friday a, a striker who's been banging in loads of goals in youth and you don't play him when you've got a striker that you're playing that completely immobilizes the way you play and has only scored two goals in the league this season I believe might have got that wrong but even so it's small anyway I think according to Jake Sharp on BBC Northampton his goal rate is like one in seven one in eight possibly one in nine right it's not good enough now, you can sit here all day long and argue about match fitness of a, of a kid that comes in that's playing under 23's football, right? But I would rather you stick him on and you have to take him off after 35 minutes because it's not worked because the outcome is the same. So if you're going to lose that game, chuck him on, go for a gamble. If it doesn't work out, bring him off. Don't bring on someone that's got a bit of spark when the game's already gone. It was absolutely awful decision-making. Now, to be honest, I wasn't particularly unhappy necessarily with the players, who, by the way, didn't perform to their best ability at all. It was awful. But actually, they weren't set up well enough to play and put that team to bed because that team were poor. Okay, they had two shots, one of them went in. They weren't good, but we were so poor and there was no reason why we couldn't have gone out there to destroy them. But we didn't. We came out really passively and thought, oh, we'll just play this out. And it backfired. Now, without the coiky tinted glasses, and I really hope Neil sticks up for me here, because he was the most creative player on that pitch, probably McWilliams as well, right? And he took him off with 20 minutes to go when you need a goal. I'm sorry, but that was not good enough. And I don't call it out like that very often, but that was not good. Rant over. Okay. That, I think that was a good rant. Um, I've, I've made some notes. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, so I'll ask you, Chesie, this, but guys, feel free to jump in if you've got an opinion on it at all. Um, starting with what you said about um, Zimba not starting, I get what you're saying. And I was hoping he would start. I'm going to guess that the reason why he doesn't start is because he's not trained with the team enough to maybe know what the game plan is or to know how we play. And therefore, that might just take another couple of days or, you know, another week as we've got nonsense. it. Nonsense. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Look at, I say it's nonsense. It's probably actually true. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably valid. But to play devil's advocate, Ben Tozer, Liverpool away in the cup. Didn't he arrive on the day 
He did. Yeah, you're right. He met the team, didn't he? At the yeah, uh, yeah, at the hotel. Well, I, I, so I, I get it, and I do understand that you know you do need to probably bed them in and get them used to the system and all that sort of stuff. But let's be honest, we're not. It's not complicated stuff we do, is it? Um, it's not. <laughs> no. It's yeah, you're right. You're right. Saturday against against Crawley proved that. So I, I I don't buy that, and that you're probably absolutely bang on, Charles. That is. I am pretty much certain that's probably why he didn't start. He arrived relatively late. You got to give him time to meet and greet everyone and get used to how we play and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> proper training and whatever. Um, bullshit. Yeah, yeah, you know, like do the <laughs> whole cheese you know, and wine party and you know, cheese name, and wine. You know, name like, badges. You know, when you're in a, like a meeting and they do an icebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Chenko. I'm from Cardiff. Hi, I'm Sam. Um, <laughs> got a dog. I've got a talk. I'm back. Can you hear you me? You are back. Chesie, you are back. We lost you for a moment, but you're back. I have no idea what you fine? said. I'm I'm just assuming that you agreed with everything I said. Absolutely. I will back Chesie up, though. I will, I will back her up on the Koyoki or Kyoki, however you pronounce it. The Koyoki. 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 Yeah. Koyoki. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say he was the most creative on the pitch or anything like that, but he certainly wasn't one that deserved to be dragged off. Um, mm. and, it, and he's one of our only players with a real bit of pace on him as well. It's. It, it, I mean, you could argue that the sub worked, right? That after those subs and stuff, we did start, you know, creating a few chances. So you, you know, we can criticise the sub, I guess. But but actually, when when it happened, then it changed things a little bit. But I guess that was more the change of shape and stuff, perhaps. Yeah, I, I so I I agree with both of what you you said and what Chesie said because at the time when the sub was made, I was like, well, that's weird. Uh, to me, Koiki had been one of the better players on on the pitch i mean the, the thing was that um, saturday allowed me to actually maybe have a little bit of a better look at him watching from home on on i follow one of the things that i really like about him is that his his ball control at his feet is really really good it's he's got very good tight control and there are times when i think to myself oh he's going to put that out of play or he's going to run into a defender or or whatever and actually He's bamboozled me as much as he has the defence. And he goes round the, the opposition number. He, he played really well. Okay, his end product isn't great. But, you know, he's in League Two for a reason. And he's young and can improve. Um, so I was really, I was like, really? You're taking him off when there's several other players on the pitch that haven't really done anything and, and don't deserve, in my eyes at the time, to, to still be on the pitch. Um, going back to what, you said, Chesley, at the start, you said the game had already gone by the time that Zimba came on. I, I think the game came to life when he came on. I don't think the game was gone at that point. I don't mean that. I, th- I mean... No, I agree. I think the, the game was was going. No, we were going nowhere and we yeah, were getting that's there what quickly, I mean. right? I, first I meant we went out of time. dire. Yeah. Um, okay. It's strange, isn't it? Because obviously we had that performance at Swindon, which you, you give it as a, a one-off, you know, we had a Days training or whatever due to ran out of steam. I think I, the more I think back on that, the more yeah, I... they obviously weren't quite yeah. right and stuff. So you you know you let you let that one slide a little bit. Um, but then I'd, I'd, on the radio, I think I had BBC Northampton on, on on Friday, I think it was, and there was an interview with John Brady. He was saying, "Oh yeah, we're looking forward to getting back in into the you know six fields front of the home crowd. You know, give them something to cheer for. They've been really good all season, really loud and stuff." I don't think I can remember six fields as quiet as it was on Saturday for the first 60 minutes. It was genuinely silent. Crawley brought maybe 150, maybe. I think they said um, we had 300, they said. So did they? they? said that to Yems after the game. And it was like... <laughs> nonsense. Yeah, it was like, oh, it's such a fantastic support away from home. Is it? Is it, is it John? That's nonsense. <laughs> but, you know, they outsold us. Carry on, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's one of them psychological things again. We come back to, like, time and again, we come back to our, our game against Crawley at home. We wait. The fans seem to wait in this kind of game to get up mm. for it, don't they? And I think, yeah, it was. I mean, it got a bit noisier last fifteen minutes, but even that was, mm. you know, it was there wasn't singing or anything. It was a bit cheering and come on, cobblers and that sort mm. of thing and stuff. But there was no real atmosphere. The North Stand gave it a little bit of a go mm. um, at times, but again, it was just it was about David Knight and a few of the others singing outside of that. No one mm. else bothered joining in with them. So. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was strange because I mean I've not been 
to a game for a while actually i've not managed to make it for numerous different reasons and i was really looking forward to it and those first 60 minutes honestly i was like <laughs> it was dreadful oh, what am i doing well, so, well at half time like nothing my... was working was it no, no. Like even half-time... even after that we were getting forward more like our pace was getting behind them a bit and we'd start to make something and like create chances but even like the end like hoskins hooked one over there was oh. a, a couple of times when we just i know we hit the bar and stuff and um what's his name zimba could have scored a couple of times when he was sent through but just it just crosses passes like the end the sh- shooting was terrible just everything oh, nothing awesome. worked like nothing was working it um, was they, they panicked it seemed to be like yeah. they panicked they snapped at things i mean certainly that hoskins a couple of chances he snapped at them oh, yeah i think I rose snapped at a couple i mean even in the first half so we we did put a few crosses in in the first half and stuff and the first 15 minutes of the second half but the problem was we didn't have anyone in the box Mm. It's anyone... funny that. I said, I said after the game I think that um it was a typical like League Two someone come and score a goal and defend. Like the worst thing that happened was them scoring because they've just completely shut up shop second half and they've put in a good performance yeah. and taken nothing away from them because they've done what they do and they've done it well. Mm. Um and they've stopped good us from playing well. and that uh, yeah, yeah, and that makes us scoff at shots that makes us get nervous about it because they're pressing us and they're closing us down and they're shutting off the passages and stuff and it's just we just couldn't we didn't get an answer for it and we if we lose our sort of main source of goals from set pieces and stuff that they're defending well then we were a bit buggered and we needed to have a plan b quicker i think yeah my worry is i have a concern that it's where you need a I know, we a maverick yeah exactly that it is you do it's where you need a maverick you know if if you look back to when we got when we won the league, I know that was a very you know, special squad or whatever. And stuff. Stop living in the past, Neil. <laughs> no, no, but it's it's not suggesting that we obviously get any of those back. But um, it, it's that type of thing. Like if you look at Stevenage away when you know Ricky Holmes popped up in the last minute and scored, and we won. And it's do we have a player that's going to do that for us? That's going to grab us a point from nowhere or grab mm. us a victory? We probably don't really. I don't think we're functional and we function well. I don't think we're a bad football team. But I do worry, especially after Saturday against Crawley, that we just lack that little bit of kind of something from nothing. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I if we were to start... But we saw it last week with Harry McCurdy, didn't we? Like exactly mm. that kind of player who's going to drive you on and just get something out of nowhere. Yeah, we're, we're, we're like... We're, you know, we're like a we're like a factory football team, aren't we? Just a production line. Everything, If everything's working, it works well. As soon as something doesn't quite yeah. work, we're not great. Yeah, and I think pinnock has got the got the ability to do it to unlock things but it, but that relies on someone to get on the end of stuff um, yeah he's got a good he's got a good delivery right yeah and Hoskins can do something out of the blue that he, he doesn't have to think about and just <laughs> just randomly scores a worldie out of nowhere but mm. we haven't got someone who can contest, consistently do it I don't think like no like Watson was doing last year in a way what else what else I want to pick you up on something you said before about how quiet it was Yes. I saw a I saw a tweet from somebody. I can't remember who it was, and I've had a look to see if I could find it. Um, somebody basically was saying that <laughs> people must have been whinging on social media about how quiet it was, and it, although I didn't see any uh, of those tweets or anything, but this response was just simply saying, uh, "If you're that annoyed about how quiet it is, why don't you do something about it?" So Neil. Why didn't you start a chant? Why didn't you get behind the lads? If it was that quiet, why didn't you try and stir the masses from their slumber? Because uh, I don't have the self-confidence to start songs, Charles. Oh. Also, it was very cold. There you go. There's your official answer. <laughs> it was so cold. It was so cold that I actually didn't have feeling in my feet until today. Could you feel it in your fingers, though? literally it was just freezing and it was like you know when it's that cold that where everything hurts because you're so cold it was that kind of cold yeah i I do get that argument but um well we'll sort something out do it yourself and that but Hmm. i don't know you could say that for anything couldn't you well yeah you can of course you can so no 
No, I don't, I don't go to start the songs. I go to enjoy the atmosphere and say, "Well done, everyone. Good atmosphere." The others create. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Maybe we need one of those things that they've got on the continent where someone there's one fan who's like got a massive drum or a gong or something. Absolutely not. We pitch. are not having a drum. <laughs> it's like what's he going to do like, with the gong? <laughs> you know, you see these fans that are just like, like stood in front minute. of the, yeah, <laughs> stood in front of the the fans, sort of drumming and banging the banging a gong. To uh, uh, I know what you mean, like when they stood at the front on the fence type. Thing. Yeah, 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 exactly that. They're a bit like. Have you ever been? Have you ever been to watch a, a TV show being recorded? You always have a, a warm up man or woman. Oh, at the front. At the front, who basically at the yeah. start, so before the TV show begins, they'll, they'll basically warm the audience up. That is their whole job. And it's normally a comedian. And they'll come on, they'll do a little five, ten minutes, and they'll warm the audience up and get them ready to enjoy the recording of the actual show. And then they'll go and please welcome your host. And then they'll bring on whoever the actual <laughs> people are for the, for the host. And then they start, you know, recording the TV show. So at that point, the audience are already like, yeah, I'm well up for watching this. Because they've already been entertained ever so slightly. So it's a little bit like that. Oh, we need somebody. You see your stand-up act before... Yeah, basically. They do a little stand-up. Yeah, Alan, yeah that's Alan how Carr. Alan Carr started. Well, get him in then. Yeah, most comedians start oh. by doing those little... Get little Alan things. Carr on the front of the West. <laughs> ten, ten to three, Alan Carr comes <laughs> along. Gong. <laughs> With his gong. With his gong. Charles. Yes, Ding, gong. Dingity gong. Ding, ding, dingity gong. We've lost Lucy. Sorry, Chess. Go on. Is it not the player's responsibility? June Sub. To start. (laughs) Oh, God, they have gone. June Sub gong. June Sub. (laughs) Sorry, Jeffy, go. Right, pipe down, both of you. Right. (laughs) Is it not? Picture mode enabled. Attention. Is it not the player's responsibility to G the crowd up to sing? Because we have to be entertained. I was bored to tears and they were frozen tears. Do you know what I mean? So you can't you can't expect the stadium to be rocking when it's a thoroughly miserable afternoon and they're offering no entertainment because there was no entertainment yesterday whatsoever. And this is what we've talked about for quite a long time is wanting to be en- entertained. And that's what Brady's brought in is the fact that we're being entertained. Even when we're losing, even when we got hammered at Swindon the other day, there was still an element of entertainment. There were, there were bums off seats as such because there were chances. There was nothing at all on Saturday. Okay, it is slightly an anomaly and I have been quite critical today, but it still was too poor for me to feel like I want to get off my seat and give them a clap or a song because you know they haven't done their job so i'm not doing mine kind of thing yeah the the amount of away fans doesn't help either does it oh yeah i know we shouldn't need that to make an atmosphere but if that where they are as well exactly where they're in the league because it's crawly we got that perception about crawly that you know it's crawly it's crawly yeah exactly that kind of thing Uh, ashley hoskins actually (laughs) (laughs) um it's that kind of thing isn't it I, I think you're right as well. Um, I think Charles, next week, right. yeah, next week might be slightly different. Not that there's going to be that much many more fans. I don't think. Or I think it's, it doesn't help having them in the East End. That's, that was your point, Charles. Mm. Right? Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, where it is is dreadful. Yeah, it for crowd help. purposes. I understand the, the reason why they've put them there, kind of. But at the same time, I just sort of think, well, you've never done this before. Why now? Well, it's it's, it's efficiency isn't it and I I fully I'm fully behind it because it's utterly pointless for a football club to waste a load of money on opening an entire stand when people aren't going to use it if it's Bristol Rovers or Plymouth or another big team Bradford someone like that um albeit some of those teams not in the same league as now why do we care so much about getting the east stand finished we clearly don't need the extra two seats it's going to bring us so why do we care that much Dean Pier Corridor that's why Oh, okay. And also, it opens up endless possibilities for the water park. Right, thank you, Neil. <laughs> I'm glad you're on board. <laughs> on board? Oh. Yeah, because... Neil's sliding down. No, but he wasn't here board. last week for my campaign. He missed oh, last week. Oh, I did, and I didn't even listen back, so I don't know what... Jeff is oh. claiming to now be the pioneer of this water No, park. I'm not. I'm claiming <laughs> the pioneer of Alan McCormack being in charge of it. I am not pioneer of okay, the original right, pioneer. Alan, no, Alan McCormack can't be in charge of it. He'll scare the kids away. 
<laughs> anyway, bring it back. Uh, bring it on back now, as S Club once sang. Oh, I loved S Club. Oh, I, I knew that. I get your nineties pop you references coming in tonight. I cool. love them. I, you know, when Chesy was talking about getting bums off seats and, and making the stadium rock and stuff, I, I kind of, I, I'd settle right now for a, for the stadium to be be bopping. Oh, I'm bopping. Bobbing. Oh, indeed. handsome. Stop singing, Chesie. We don't have royalties, and I'm not paying for it. You're all right with people singing, aren't you? Well, we do have royalties. That's a complete mistake. We have the king, obviously. Oh, I see. I wondered where you were going. Very nice. Danny Rose. No, I did. I rose many times in anger. <laughs> <laughs> Very well played. Was it Asking anger? points. <laughs> I mean, this this goes back a little bit to what Chesie was saying about having Zimba starting. Danny Rose clearly is being given the starting, what, what would you say, number nine spot, if you like. Starting despite birth. the fact, yeah, despite the fact he couldn't hit a barn door. He's driving he me up the wall. Get close enough to hit a barn door. Oh, it's, he can't even he's still hit on his the horse. target he when, is. when, when he's offside and the defence have basically just gone. Well, no point. He still will hit the defender. I, 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 I was. Oh, I it, think it's, it's time it, that it we really, just let him rest. Yeah. I, well, I think put him out. Put him out to pastures new. To pastures <laughs> new. Yeah, I think he's. The definition of stupid or insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, right? That's the Which is why we do this pod every single week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Danny Rose, we know what we're going to get from him. He's going to throw himself on the floor a fair bit and try and win some fouls. He's going to win a few headers, to be fair. He's, he's decent in the air. Um, but winning headers, I wouldn't say he's definitely decent in the air at scoring goals with his head. Um, but he's, you know, he, he gets himself up and stuff. But like Danny did when Danny we- rose. Um, but <laughs> does he offer anything else? No. Chessie, you pointed out earlier his goal ratio, which is awful. Does he ever look like he's going to score a goal? No. Um, I just think, he, look, he's a average run-of-the-mill League Two player, isn't he? He's not the man that's going to fire you to promotion. I just, it just no. doesn't make sense to keep trying him up there on his own. I don't get it. And I think the problem is that what you have is potentially what we need in the squad at certain times. But right now, that's not what we need. Yesterday is a prime example of what we could have had in the last 20 minutes of the game if the roles were reversed, right? If if Zimba comes on, we're 2-0 up and coasting... Crawley are offering nothing. You bring Danny Rose on just to shut the game down, just to bring in a little bit of foul player search, just to make sure that we hold on to that result and make sure that the defence are a little bit worried at times because he's winning a few headers up front. But we, you know, we we did everything the wrong way round. Everything was the opposite of what it should done. Da- Danny Rose is what he is on the tin. He wins a few headers, might score, you know, once in a blue moon, but does a little bit of questionable rolling about on the floor, which is well, what you need. Right. This, this is the thing that, that gets me. So in that, it was a very early on, wasn't it? He got caught. He didn't get caught. He threw himself well, well, on the floor. Well, this is it, right? So watching on the, on the eye follow, he gets he gets caught very very slightly, maybe on his face, maybe on his shoulder, and he goes rolling around. Now I realise that there's going to be people going, "Well, you didn't mind when Charlie Good was doing it," but at and least Charlie Good did other things alongside that. Well, this is this is the thing. I, I'm embarrassed about it now because you know what Danny Rose is going to do, and that that is it. Is essentially he's going to look to get fouled. And then roll around on the floor a bit. And I just think, I, I'm a bit sick and tired of it now. Because, like you're saying, Chiz, he doesn't offer anything else. Yes, he's good. Oh, I mean, inverted commas, good in the air. I mean, essentially, he can jump and he can head the ball and get in front of the defender to win the ball that way. But he doesn't hey, go to one of our players. To do for well, us. True. true, but I mean, it doesn't go to anybody that is our player. It normally goes out for a throw or goes through to the keeper or goes to another defender. I don't think you can blame that on him. No, I don't think you can either. It's the whole system was wrong. 
and is wrong. Right, at the but moment. that's what happens when you play Danny Rose. No, I know. Yeah, it, I agree. Taking like, out the squad. It's yeah, not this, difficult. The, exactly. But <laughs> for some reason, he won't. Well, he, he John Brady, take him out the squad, please. Uh, come on, John. I just John, when, you, when you're on. talking about when you're talking about having that that bums off seats, you know, entertaining football that we were basically told we were going to get this season. Danny Rose does not help us to provide that because no, he doesn't. essentially what it means having Danny Rose is essentially having Harry Smith in the side, you know, a tall target. I mean, I know Harry Smith wasn't really a target man in the end, but you know, having a tall target man to just lump the ball forward to it's, it is essentially the same as Keith Curl's tactics, isn't it? Lump the oh, ball yeah, up and, high and, and try and, and win the ball up high so that we can then go on and, and, and no, I think net. our tactics are, uh, yeah, that's part of it. But also our tactics are get it out wide, cross it in, right? That, yeah. We, we crossed it in loads on Saturday. But again, mm-hmm. the problem was Danny Rose wasn't in, in and around, you know, the, I think Luke, Luke, um, Luke Graham on the radio put it really well, actually, after the game. I can't remember the saying was within the posts, basically. So, yes. um, yeah, like that saying, like Danny Rose was never there. Um and I, I actually see, think he's very much like Sam Hoskins polarizes opinion, right? I can't believe that Danny Rose doesn't polarize opinion more so. Actually, I don't understand it. I don't get it because he essentially provides less than Sam Hoskins does. Yeah. And actually, least... can I point out that you know Sam Hoskins has faults, right? We all know yeah, that, course, but yeah. but every player in that squad has has faults. But I actually think that when you put Sam Hoskins in a League Two side. He he will carry them in certain games. Now, I do believe that actually, without Sam Hoskins in that second half, it would have been even more terrible than what it was because he provided something. I mean, he snatched at his shots, but at least they were shots. Right? But it, disagree, it, Jeffy. <laughs> what okay, about them fine. being at least shots, Neil? Well, no, I probably agree about that, but I'm going to disagree about Sam Hoskins carrying the side. I don't. I, I was thinking about this after the game, actually, when I was stuck in traffic. And I think Sam Hoskins is fine in a well-functioning, good team. He, he kind of gets away with it a little bit. When you're relying on on him to drive that team or to create stuff or to score goals for that team, he's not good enough. So that's the bit I disagree about with. Sorry, Jeffy. That's all right. I think, he's, I think he's a little bit better than... Than that, but we will agree to disagree because we're allowed to do that, Neil. Amen. I think the I think the issue with Sam Hoskins is that you can't He's got big have, thighs, though, isn't he? <laughs> you can't have essentially two Mitch Pinnocks in a team at this level because they don't exist. That you know, once in a blue moon do you get a player like Mitch Pinnock who's actually very good at, at being able to cross the ball and and, and make assists. On a regular basis, but Aaron so much McGowan so. Is very good at that as well, though. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, his delivery but, is on point, really on point. But the point is, is that, you know, we were hoping Dylan Connolly would be that man. And I thought he played okay, actually, when he came on. I think that was probably one of his better games that he's had in the cobbler's shirt. Um, I, I just kind of feel like everybody, you know, every manager that we've had since Wilder has basically gone, well, we don't need to do anything about the right-hand side because Sam is reliable enough to, you know, <clears throat> to do it on occasion. And he does work hard and, it, and he, he can beat the defence and, you know, he can cross the ball in. He can score goals. Admittedly, we all would want him to do it much more often, much better accuracy and, and everything on a much more regular you know, occurrence. Can I just point out, Charles? Mm. We've got to be really careful here that we don't use Sam Hoskins as a scapegoat for that performance yesterday because I'm not. Sam Ho- no, no, no. Danny Rose term- is my scapegoat for that. No, no, performance. absolutely. But I mean, Charles, in terms leave of- him alone. No. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of the fan base, because he, he you know, the, he, yeah, he wasn't the problem. Wasn't the problem no, he at wasn't. All. Uh, apart from his crap finishing, but he, that, you know, they all had crap finishing. So, oh, yeah. That's um, it. He wasn't the main problem at all. No, not at all. Um, Zimba. Oh, wasn't he great? Well, uh, not everyone believes that I he, was he was actually brilliant. that good. I thought he was brilliant. Um, I thought he was all right. Misses a one-on-one. Yeah, he should have scored. Yeah, he should have scored twice. 
No, the one-on-one he took. Did it get touched? Yeah, yeah it, it did. It went really corner, brilliant save. Uh, keeper saved it. But, I mean, that's not an excuse. I don't even agree with that. Like, your keeper shouldn't be saving a one-on-one. You should be scoring it. So, I don't I don't give him a, a let-off on that. At Le- least he had the balls to go for it. Because a lot no, of I mean, our, Who else was he going to give it to? There was no one else there. Yeah, but what I mean is they lay it off to someone that doesn't exist there. Is what our strike force would generally do, wouldn't they? One on one with the keeper. Oh, let's just let's just track back no, because that's I what think, they would do. I think I think they'd normally just try and whack it as hard as they can. I think the finish that he attempted, we we saw on his showreel. Danny will back me up on this. He loves his showreel, <laughs> does Danny? I do love the showreel. He, he scored a couple of those in his showreel where he opens his body up and then tries to sort of just pass it around the keeper into the uh, into the bottom corner and that's exactly what he tried to do it's just that he's not playing against an under 23s goalkeeper this time around he's playing against a professional that has been around and, and done it i think it was a good save i do too um, but i think he I still re- think he's he should have scored spark. it he's got such real spark and it was the first moment in that game there was actually a little bit of mobility and movement as soon as he came on the pace him and, and Bamba up front it was just totally different the whole atmosphere looked all right to be fair it did actually, look brilliant it? those yeah. two together could work perfectly if they're given a chance there, there was a point where Kabamba had a chance to score didn't he and he for want of a better phrase fluffed his lines he wasn't sure what to do was he no, and I wonder whether I wonder how much of that comes down to the fact that you know lack of game time, a lack yeah. of actually having the. We've got yeah, to give them it, game time, though, Charles. We've got to give these youngsters game yeah. time. We've I don't got think to do the it. Kabamba's that young, but yes, I agree with you. I thought, um, I thought the the, the one positive, well, two positives actually, I took from uh, Zimba was a his movement was pretty good. I thought actually. Um, We'll soon get that out of him, don't worry. Yeah, no doubt. But his, his movement, even some subtle little movements, you could tell that he's used to playing as a striker and stuff. So yeah. that was good to see. Um, and actually, I thought there was a couple of times where his link-up play was relatively decent as well. Yeah. I, I, you talk about how Luke Graham said about playing between the posts. Zimba yeah. was doing that, wasn't he? Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. He was. In those positions. And I mean, okay, he hits the bar, doesn't he? And you think to yourself, it'd be easier to score than do that. Um I, I think that I, I was excited by him. I'll be honest. I mean, I don't know about you, Danny, but I was quite gutted when Atete was recalled by Spurs. But this this signing has excited me and made me almost kind of go, I oh, would be all right without Atete now. Yeah, I think he's a little bit of a different player in terms of like he mm-hmm. sometimes get the feeling that he can grab the ball and just peg it past people and do a little bit more but then his hold up play might be affected by that I'm not sure um, it definitely seems a like for like a Tete I don't think was going to play for a bit anyway by the sounds of it Yeah. so at least we've now got someone in who can play straight away and we can just go for it and I still think we need more but it's 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 I not agree. like we definitely uh, need more yeah, we do. We I need think, a signing, a proper, proper permanent signing, a decent. Yeah, that, that's signing. the thing that I want to see as well. Just a permanent. I know it's very difficult in January, but we're in a good position still. We're in the top three of League Two. We're quite attractive, I would have thought, for a potential signing that potentially going up to you. You're very attractive. Neil, you can you can talk with your silver hair. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I thought we were going to get through the whole pod without mentioning that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I think there's scope there. If we can, I th- I'd like to say, see us take a little bit of a a splash out. Splash I agree totally. And just, just go totally for it. Agree. And just really bring someone in who is not on loan, who becomes ours, and who really wants to commit. Who scores goals? Who's proven a goal scorer? Who? Oh, so not Emil Sinclair then? Not Emil Sinclair. Right, no. Hey, Emil Sinclair <laughs> was <laughs> brought in and did his job, Charles. Yep. Kept as, as did Alan Connell. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get out right with you, Emil Sinclair. Emil Sinclair's <laughs> job was basically, he did his job and kept us up by basically being so rubbish that Wilder had no alternative but Ivan Tony. Hey, no, no, <laughs> oh, I won't hear that. Emil Sinclair scored his away at Tor- Torquay, was it? It was, yeah. yeah, it was. yeah. Twice? Twice, yeah, without twice. that, we'd have been, we'd been up the creek. <laughs> without a paddle. The shit would have been up <laughs> Babacan Beach without a paddle. <laughs> up what? Without a paddle? Babacan Beach. Babacan Beach. Come on. I um, I want to back Danny with everything he just said. I think now is the time for the the chairman and the owners and the football club to 
whack their balls on the table. As so. <laughs> well, oh. and we're third. We're still, we're still third. Mm-hmm. Um, appreciate it's been tough times with COVID and finances, and it's very easy to say it's not our money or it's not my money, but that's why it's even easier for me to say it. Yeah. Um, let's do something. Let's have a go, right? You know, we, this league, I think we've said it, it's not a, you can get promoted from this league um, with a bit of consistency. And I think let's let's have a go at it. Yeah. I feel like it's there for the taking. Yeah. Promotion is there on the table yeah. because we haven't been amazing so far, but we're functional and we're, we're getting through games because some teams are absolutely awful. Um, but you just want to see us go and put in a consistent run and attract someone who's going to see into that and just come in, come on, get to, get I all think, of them in, get everybody in. I think the thing <laughs> is, right? Sign people. If you take into consideration <laughs> from, let's go back to uh, 2016 after Wilders left mm-hmm. and that team's dissipated. There's a couple of things you've got to ask yourself, as I believe. I, I don't own the money. I don't own the football club. I ain't got loads of money. This is just my train of thought as a an innocent bystander in terms of finances, right? Because I haven't got a clue because I don't run a football club. But what th- uh, things I would ask myself as I was the owner of a football club is, right, since 2016, we've not had an out-and-out goal-scoring machine as such. We haven't. You've got to ask yourself how many times you've been relegated in that time. And you've got to ask yourself how many times you've been promoted in that time. Now, arguably, and this you're clutching at straws here when you say this, but <clears throat> this is what should have happened and hasn't for whatever reason. We should have gone up in 2016 and we should have held on to players and we should have stayed in that league. And if we'd have spent money, arguably we could have then stayed in that league long term because that's what the football club's aim is. We haven't done that. So we've gone up, gone down, gone up, gone down. And it's just been so inconsistent. How much money has that cost the football club in that five, six year period? Because it's going to be a lot. So the money that you put in now, and then if we are able to sustain, if we were to go up to League One and actually spend decent money on a decent striker, we're probably end going to end up losing less money. From just a person that knows nothing about finances, right? I just know a bit about football. So basically, Surely. you're advocating spending more money because we've spent too much money in the past and it hasn't worked. Because I think that that is the problem, is that people will sit here and go, well, we did spend money when we were in League One. Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank basically bought seven players. What striker were... did he buy? Kevin Van Veen. Yeah, precisely. You got you. Yeah, but he you... spent money. It was over £100,000. But he it. was so bad. Yes, but... This the, is the, the thing. Yes, but that... In hindsight, yes, we yeah, can say that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you're signing a player who was a proven goal scorer as well. And then he didn't want to come, essentially, from what... You know, looking at it from the outside in. Yes. Yeah, so it wasn't the right move for him and he didn't want to be research it. then. We've got yeah. to really research these players and actually Absolutely. find out whether but, they want to come to the football club. If they don't yeah, want to come yeah. to the football club... Don't buy them. Yeah, absolutely. But the point that you were making was that we that we didn't spend any money. Whereas I know full well that the guys at the football club will turn around and go, "Well, that is not true." Well, we didn't. But they spend, did okay, spend money. Let me they spent a hell it. of a lot of money. We didn't spend the right money, is what I'm trying to say. The it's so easy to say it in hindsight. Yeah, of course though, it is. Of course it is. That's why I'm sitting here saying it, and that's why I don't own a football club, and I don't have crazy amounts of money to be able to do that. And and that's why, like Neil said, it's really easy for me to sit and say it. You need to really look at what you spend on and get a decent striker and you're going to end up in a better position long term. It might hurt you to start with, but it could potentially be a game changer. That's all I'm saying. Okay, one question then on the back of this is, would you like to see them go out and splash loads of money on a striker thinking that they're going to be the striker that you you know, you're asking for 20 goal a season striker, one that will get us up and keep us up in League One. But then it doesn't work out and then we're in financial trouble again. Well, would you... It's a, it's a big gamble to do that. It's a huge gamble. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in a financial trouble yeah. at all. But I personally think that the constantly bringing in a team on loan is not a sign of a football club that is serious about wanting to move up the leagues. And we've only had two players there. on loan this season. But we've continually continually 
bought strikers in on loan throughout that six-year period. Yeah, we have. But I mean, I, I, I would say that we're learning our lesson in that. I, I hope so. I would say if we're spending a hundred grand on a striker and that's going to put us in financial difficulties, we've got problems. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I know that. I, I but I feel strikers are more than that, aren't they? Now, a, a striker yeah, that they? you know we would actually want and we would get massively excited about. Yeah, yeah, true, fair. Stop. That's, that's, it's never going to happen, is it? No, it's just not. You know, you know, I saw it pop up on social media again earlier. Not him oh, himself. Oh God! <laughs> Someone shared a picture of Dave Nugent again on uh, social media. I'm like, stop it, stop it now. Again, that it's should not. be a lesson learned, right? It's the yeah, idea yeah. that we need to we need to really know? look properly. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think you look at you look at the fact like so like we saw um, Callum Morton got recalled from Fleetwood. And our immediate jokey response, me and you, Danny, was get him in. Why not? <laughs> uh, well, because we can't afford him, probably, is the answer. Um, there, there, now, now, there's one I would take on loan. He is potentially going to be don't say dead it. to us quite soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't is say all it. I'm saying. Um, but, hey, Steve um, Evans has been I... sacked. Should we get Vidane Oliver back? <laughs> <laughs> get Steve Evans in. Imagine. No, don't do that. No, don't, don't do that. That's a target, man. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. I think the Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank finances were, were real panic finances as well, by the way. I just want to put that in there. But that was panic because we were going out of League One, right? I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This should be just as urgent, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, There's every chance that we become like, oh, we're second, third in the league. We're all right. But I feel like we need to start panicking the other way. Not panicking, but, you know, the same level of urgency as we have. If we're, if we're dropping out of League One, we need to show the same amount of urgency in going for League One as well. Mm-hmm. And I do think as well that we're presented with a really positive way of of buying a, a striker, right? Because we're we're not doing it off the back of a relegation and we're not doing it off the back of needing a striker because we're going to get relegated. And that presents a very different avenue of footballer and a very different avenue of of finances. You've actually got time to think about it, and you got it's not something that you, you urgently need because you know the proverbial is going to hit the fan. So it's really important that we get it right, but it does also need to happen because I I do think that we could potentially be in a bit of trouble without one. I don't think promotion is, you know definitely happening no it's not and i think the problem is as well is teams as the season goes on teams have more and more you know scouting and tape on how you play and all that sort of stuff and therefore you become a little bit easier to stop right so i think we do need we need some sparks mm-hmm. we need some fireworks we need, we need some we need a catherine wheel is what we need <laughs> oh, I loved the Catherine wheel. Catherine wheel set fire to my fence when I was a kid. Oh, brilliant! Sean didn't do it properly on firework night, but you know, it, the fence still stood, but it was just char grilled. Terry Fencewick. Picturing somebody called Catherine Wheel coming over and fire to fence while doing cartwheels. Who have you got? Have you, I mean, I know, I know we don't have names in mind because we're we're rubbish and we don't. I've got know a lot of names. Out. Oh, have you? Oh, God, Malcolm Christie. Right. Okay. There <laughs> we go. But in terms of what positions would you like to see a strength in? Obviously, a striker. We've we've, we've discussed that at length. But where where else in the squad would you like to see improvements being made? I think McWilliams needs some help. Okay. Because I think the Lewis Flores situation doesn't bring me a lot of uh, confidence if we're in high-pressure games. Yeah. Sabi's there, though, isn't he? Yeah. Sabi's okay, isn't he? Yeah. I think I think Jeffrey's right. I think ideally you'd want to upgrade on Lewis and or Flores, I think, um, just because it gives you more options. I think – I do think I, I love a, a sort of a in-the-hole type player. Oh, um, yes, number 10. A toad? Yeah, not a toad. Well, I'll take a toad, yeah. Toadfish um, Rebecca. A toad in the hole. Get toadfish in. <laughs> get <laughs> Dr. Carp on board. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> love toad in the hole. Uh, but no, I do, I, I, I do love that's one of my favourite positions where when someone plays it well uh, alongside um, backwards wheelbarrow. <laughs> 
<laughs> I couldn't stop it. I was good to resist. I don't even know that'd work. Um... <laughs> I've just got visions of, of Melbourne Cobbler right now. It's just just having to go with his lad. Oh no! Oh no! Um, no, but I do. It's on a serious point. Sorry. Um, on a serious note, yeah, I do like a player that plays behind the strikers, in front of the midfield, bit of a free roll. Um, yeah. Roam around a bit, a bit, bit creative, something from nothing. I mean, uh, difficult to find, right? I know you're asking for names. I haven't got a clue. Um, Does Ryan but, Broom play in that position? Or is he more uh, of a winger? Yeah, I think he did, didn't he? Hmm. Maybe, yeah. He there you could, go. There's maybe name. more of a sweeper, though. Oh, <laughs> love it. He's uh, where did he go? Because he went to that other place, didn't he? he he's did. still there. I think he's been on loan to Plymouth recently. Is that that's, where he's been? An, Plymouth. Yeah, yeah, with a view to a permanent move as well. So. Uh, yeah, well, I think that was the idea behind it. that, wasn't it? I think, uh, oh, never mind. Well, there you go. Starter, Charles. Yeah, there's a starter for ten. I'd, uh, I'd like that. Um, right, we'll be back in a minute, and um, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk a much more successful Cobbler side from the weekend. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. Um, NTFC women were in League Cup action on Sunday. Go on, the women. Yeah, here is uh, James Wiles to tell us what happened. Northampton Town began 2022 with a 7-0 win away to Sleaford Town in the East Midlands Women's Regional Football League Cup second round on Sunday afternoon. Alex Dick scored a hat-trick and Leah Cadone, Alex Bartlett, Chloe Martin and Georgia Tear scored the Cobblers' other goals as they knocked out their opponents who are mid-table in the league below. The Cobblers dominated from the off and opened the scoring when Cadone tapped in from Abbey Rebels' driven cross. First half substitute Alex Dix made an instant impact, firing a low shot across goal which nestled in the bottom corner to add a second five minutes before the break. It was three early in the second half when Dick slotted home after being played through by Tier. Captain Bartlett finished from half-time substitute Abbey Bruin's square ball and Dix converted Cadone's through pass to complete her hat-trick as the Cobblers took a five-goal lead before the hour mark. The sixth eventually came when Martin beat a defender in the box and placed an effort into the bottom corner and Tier rounded off the scoring, making it seven ten minutes from time, firing a low shot into the back of the net from 20 yards. Lou Barry and Josh Oldfield's side travelled to Brogbrook St Michael's in the Northamptonshire FA Women's Cup quarter-final next week. The Badgers are bottom of the division at the Cobblers' development squad top as it stands. I spoke to Coach Barry after the game. So the seven 0 win in the League Cup to start the year. Are you happy with the performance and the result? Yeah, yeah, for the the most of the performance, yeah. Um we had a lot of problems to solve throughout the game. I think we've done that. Um, I've seen a lot of um a lot of what we've worked on in previous weeks since we've come back in Christmas uh, come out there again at half time I think we're probably quite disappointed with the first half to a certain extent um, but we, we all understood what we needed to solve we thought it was quite an easy solve and in the second half we've kind of run right a little bit especially with our control of the game so overall really really happy um, some good individual performances in there um, and overall we've controlled another game of football for a long period of time which is, is the most pleasing thing you got seven goals today but you had over 30 shots would you like to see more goals Today. Yes, yeah, I know. Yeah, when we when we win these type of games, I often sit here and it's hard not to become frustrated sometimes at the finishing, um, which is an area that we need to improve on. Is our finishing uh, most definitely as, as, a, as a team as well? It's not just the forwards. So I would have loved more, of course I would, but most importantly is we're still creating a lot of chances, as you've seen with those stats, and um, we're creating some good chances, and we're not just kind of getting there the easy way. We're playing some fantastic football to get to that stage as well. So the finishing will come. I've got no doubt. 
Bugbrook in the County Cup next week. What are your thoughts going into that one? Yes, firstly, I hope it's on. I hope it, I hope it goes ahead. We want to keep continuing playing football. Um, we love the County Cup. We believe that we should be going on to win it, even though we won't be the favourites. So we want to continue our momentum that we've built. We'll go in training and we'll work on things that we want to improve on from this week and want to have an opportunity to implement it at this stage at the moment. So we're excited for every game that's coming forward and we're excited about this improving. We want to continue to improve. We've got a great mentality to continue to improve and next week we want to continue to, to implement those things. And finally, are you happy with the team start to the year? Yes, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We know we're not at the end result where we want to be um, quite yet, but as I said, we are, we're working extremely hard on and off the pitch to make sure that we can get to where we want to be as a team. I've got nothing but admiration for the players and how they learn and their um, application to learn and their attitude to learn. So really happy with the results, the performances and what we're doing in these competitions. There's a lot more to come and the challenge for the team is, is to continue to improve. Thanks to James Wiles uh, for that report and interview with NTFC uh, women's manager Lou Barry. Sounds like they're flying again. This time, flying the <laughs> yes, without wings. Oh dear! Great. <laughs> Westlife. Westlife. Or... Westlife. There you oh, go. Enjoy. Give me, me seasons in the sun. <laughs> problem is though, right? With Westlife, if I put them on in the morning when I drive to work, by the time I get there, I feel quite low. And people think that we don't take women's football seriously. Hey, well, uh, listen, hey, it's not just women's football, it's men's football too. Yeah, that's true. No, did you not hear football. us talking about the Saturday's game just? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The women are absolutely brilliant. If the women could show the men's team a bit about scoring goals after that performance, I tell you. Well, it's funny you say that, actually. So my my son, my 10-year-old, I took hmm. him to the game against Crawley and he said to me, why don't the women's team play the men's team, Dad? And I was like, I don't know, mate. That's a good question. That would be a good one to watch, wouldn't it? Who do you think would win? Without even thinking, straight off the bat, the women, Dad. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Too right. Probably would Well be. done. Is it Aussie? Was it Aussie? <clears throat> no, it's Harley. This one, well actually. done, Harley. Aussie's got oh, the COVID, so he's, uh, he's not Oh, Get well soon, Aussie. Does he listen? Do you let, do you let them listen, Neil? I no, no, Charles. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Neil listens, Charles. <laughs> Just, just wondered. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of cup games going on for the women. A lot of cups. A lot of cups. Do they only play So they were in the East Midlands Regional Thingy League Cup. Yeah, so that's the league. Time. The league no, that they're in is the cup competition for that league. Bloody Excellent. good win. Bloody yeah, good great win. Fantastic. I love how Lou after the game was like, "You happy with the performance? Yeah, it's all right." Yeah. 7-0. <laughs> never, to be fair, though, I mean, this is the thing that I'm, I, you know, when I went to the game uh, against Notts County um, before Christmas, the one thing that really stands out to me is how both Josh and Lou, the coaches, they know that the league that they're playing in is not very good. It's not of a very high standard. And their team is better than what they've you know, what they normally face. Now, Notts County aren't in the same league, or at least they weren't maybe last year. I'm trying to remember when it uh, exactly was. I think it must be. It must have been a league game. Don't know what I'm talking about, you see. Um, but they they were okay in the second half, but it was more because of the cobblers basically just not being able to put it in the back of the net. They still had the better of the chances and stuff. But I think the fact that the the guys are never really truly happy, but I don't think they will be either because they're not yeah, no. really being tested. I think that's we've the thing, said it before, it? Yeah. haven't we? Is that the league is that bad that essentially that every week it's just go out and and win seven nil? It's it feels like they're, just, they're building though, doesn't it? Like a lot yes. of the stuff they're working towards there, it's a long term build, and they probably won't get too like happy about the wins and stuff until it becomes next season and mm-hmm. all this work will come to fruition a little bit because they will more than likely be in a higher league next season. And yeah, it's, it must be doing wonders for confidence though. You'd hope oh, so, but then, you'd, yeah. but then you'd hope again that by the time they get there, they're not too sort of laid back about it. You yeah. think they rise to the challenge because I think in the cup, they struggled a little bit against the team uh, initially um, a, a league above because they've been just, it's been too easy for them so far. So it's quite hard to then raise your game against higher level teams, but and I think sure, that's definitely. why, isn't it? They don't want to sort of say, oh, yeah, it was a brilliant win and we're, we're really yeah. good yeah. because yeah, yeah, exactly. that then feeds into next season potentially where they, they get found out a little bit. Um, Everything has to be measured in its its value, doesn't it? Indeed. You know, it's a bit it's a bit like we were talking earlier about the loss at Crawley. 
we're far more concerned about that than we are the loss at Swindon, right? Even though mm. Swindon was a hammer in. And it's that idea of keeping that equilibrium the whole way through. And, and the, then the women are very good at what they do. And then, and then the next bit is the testing and whether yeah. they can still keep that e- equilibrium going. Absolutely. Um, well, as James and uh, Lou both said, they're in uh, Northamptonshire County Cup action hopefully next weekend, against uh, Bugbrook. Was it Bugbrook Badgers? That is a great name. What a name. That is their nickname, the Badgers, yeah. That feels like a name that you've said to Neil, they're playing Bugbrook next week. What's their... What's their... Yeah. (laughs) What's their second name? Neil's just... Badgers. Badgers. (laughs) (laughs) Bugbrook Badgers. No, no, they are called the Badgers. Brilliant. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, So, yeah, go go and support the team if you can. That'll be brilliant. Um, you'll find out all the information that you need to on their Twitter, which is at NTFC Women. Go and follow the Twitter account for all the updates. Um, right, before we finish, I think it is right and fair that, that we pay a little bit of a tribute. Um, because obviously, last week, uh, well, the, the, the whole of the Cobblers fan base, community, family, found out that um, supporter Brian Kay, um, commonly known as Jima, to many, many fans, uh, passed away. Um, And I thought the tribute that the club did, obviously not only to him, but also to everybody else that has passed on in the last 12 months, was wonderful. but obviously, Jima was one of those fans, I think, that everybody knew of if they didn't know him personally. And he will be missed on the terraces at the away games. And obviously, I think he sat in the North Stand, usually. And one thing that I just wanted to say was how good it was, actually, that having realised that he wasn't at the Swindon game last weekend, people were concerned and followed up on their concern. And okay, it didn't result in the news that people wanted to hear. But I just thought that was a very, very good thing in a way that people cared enough about someone that they might not even know that well to just make sure that they checked up on him. And yeah, the news wasn't great. Yeah, and I think that says a lot about the man himself, doesn't it? That. Mm-hmm. Some things up when he's not at the cobblers. Um, he's just—he was just such an icon of um, our club. I think um, probably something that you don't get too much when you follow a higher level football team. I might be wrong, um, but I kind of think he encapsulates the lower league football fandom in a lot of ways. Like there was no game that I went to where I can remember not seeing him or hearing someone shout Jima <laughs> at him yeah. uh, from the top of their voice, from the back of the stands, like people who have come with me to games who aren't Cobblers fans, some who have only been once, just remembered him, remember who he was, um, <laughs> always kind of look out for him when they come next time. It's just like a massive loss to the club, but mostly to the fan base because it's just, it doesn't become the same again, does it? Um, when someone like that um, passes away, um, what a, what an absolutely huge part of the club um, he was and will be, I think, always. So I think it was it was very fitting and quite wonderful, actually, that it poured with rain all day <laughs> on Saturday. And I mean that with the kindest of hearts because he never was without his umbrella. And that was just such a perfect day. And it was almost like it was there for a reason, which I thought was really yeah. lovely. Yeah, it's... Um... It was almost in tribute to him that it was a cold, wet Saturday afternoon. We lose one nil to Crawley, <laughs> wasn't it? That um, we've all just got so much to to grumble about. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, absolutely. Well, um, look, obviously, we send best wishes to um, his family and friends, and to anybody else that's obviously passed away at all over the last, well, not just the last week, but the last year or however long. Um, there we go. Um, obviously, up next is Forest Green Rovers. Hmm. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, next week, the atrocious Forest Green Rovers. Sorry, Chesie, I should get their name right uh, for you. Um, if you'd like to listen to me um, having a little silly preview with uh, a Forest Green Rovers podcast, you can go and listen to Heaven's Devils podcast. Um, it was really fun to do. They're Americans they're from New York City, and they support Forest Green Rovers. And the only right. reason that they they support them is because you know they're they're into their eco, um, you know, and doing their bit for the environment and stuff, and and so therefore they follow Forest Green Rovers. So there good you go. Them. Good um, But it was a good chat. Go and hear me on that. You'll find it wherever you listen to podcasts. But uh, as as opposed, eh, you know, we don't do a preview. You can go and listen to that. It's it was fun. It was good. And if you want more content from us, you can sign up to our fan club in there at the moment there is uh, the latest meet the staff episode with the head groundsman paul knowles um and we're also looking to bring uh, a couple of other um meet the staff episodes not just this month but obviously in a month's time as well plus there is the weekly roundup of league two and fa cup action uh, in there as well and uh, yeah, there's uh, lots and lots of bonus extra content for you. Um, so please head over to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me where you can sign up for as little as two pounds a month and support the making of It's All Cobblers to Me. Thank uh, Charles, you, can I can mm. I just mention that Neil's sack is completely unbulging this week, oh. which is why we haven't done a post bag. So we need some something to fill Neil's sack with, please. Oh, oh. Listeners. Well, <laughs> Love it. Uh, yes, please uh, send us an email to podcast that It can be about anything, obviously. Just just email us about anything. Favorite nineties band? Brilliant. Oh, that's oh. a good one. Hulk. And on that note, I'll say oh. thank you very much, Danny Brothers, Neil Edgerton, Scott, and Chesley Coleman. We'll see you next time. He knows time. that's, that's going to turn into a twenty-minute <laughs> three, <hours later. laughs> yeah, three hours later. We're still here. Uh, we'll see you what next week, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye. Goodbye. Way! There's the cup, there's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. This podcast is a proud member of the Fan Hub 100. Football without fans is nothing, so we've partnered with Fan Hub to put fans first. Search FanHub app to play your part in the journey. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me.